This is the Barbecue Central Show Archives. The Barbecue Central Show airs live each Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and is brought to you by the Barbecue Guru, makers of automatic temperature control devices and a host of other products that make your barbecue and grilling life easier. Visit them online at thebbqguru.com or call them 800-288-GURU. And by Big Papa Smokers, creators of fabulous rubs, online retailer of grills, accessories, apparel, and creators of their own barbecue contest. Visit them online at BigPapaSmokers.com. And by Butcher Barbecue, creators of injections and rubs, sweeping the nation, doing well in competitions and in the backyard. You can visit them at ButcherBBQ.com. And by Stephen DeFranco Jewelers, official jeweler of the Barbecue Central Show. Call 440-943-2700 and use key term Barbecue Brother when you talk to Steve. Or visit them online at StephenDeFranco.com. And by Green Mountain Grills, one of the best pellet grills you can get on the market today. Varying sizes, not only for your capacity of cooking, but for your budget as well. Visit Green Mountain mountaingrills.com for more information and by cookingpellets.com have a pellet driven cooker why not try out some of the best pellets on the market and will not void any of your warranties by the way cookingpellets.com is the website and by cookshack a premier manufacturer of electric and pellet driven cookers giving barbecue classes located in ponca city oklahoma always running some kind of a special deal check them out at cookshack.com Hey, this is Helen Paradise from SoCal, and you are listening to the Barbecue Central Show. So to get that perfect barbecue, you use wood. Are you sure it's safe? Whatever. We put the lighter fluid on, strike the match, and... Should we call the fire department? That might be a good idea. Welcome to the really big Barbecue Central show. Yeah, it's the show that talks about all things important in the world of barbecue and grilling. Broadcasting live and direct from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio. It is the barbecue capital of the North Coast. I'm your program host, Greg Rempe. Happy to have you aboard here on your Tuesday evening. If you want to jump in, more than happy to have you. Telephone call as such, 216-220-0966. You can also email the show, greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. Anything else you want to find out about the show can be found at the main website, thebbqcentralshow.com. And here's what's happening in case you didn't get the newsletter. And of course you didn't. In case you don't have the Facebooks, coming up in about uh, 12 minutes from now, American Royal Invitational Grand Champion Bill Gillespie smoking hogs in. Yes. 9.35, Dana Point Grand Champion, Steph Franklin. Yes. And then we move on to the second hour. Always the first Tuesday of every month guest and newly inducted Barbecue Hall of Famer, 
Dr. Barbecue Ray Lampy. Yes. And rounding out the evening, American Royal Open Reserve Grand Champion Sterling Smith. Loot in booty. Barbecue team. Heyo! So we're locked and loaded. It's going to be heavily competition-oriented this evening, holding the Ray Lampy talk. But, of course, he was at the American Royal this weekend, too. So we'll get a lot of insight from him in regards to how he saw the weekend go down, a recap of his Hall of Fame induction ceremony, all that good stuff. So looking forward to the show. Bill Gillespie, Steph Franklin, Ray Lampy, Sterling Smith if you need him. And if you want to jump in, 216-220-0966. Greg at the BBQ Central Show. Com. If you are watching the show right now, uh, give people links of encouragement. OutdoorCookingChannel.com is the place to go to watch for video. Uh, TheBBQCentralShow.com is your audio feed. If you have Roku or some other type of internet protocol television, go into the App Store, search for Outdoor Cooking Channel. If they have the Outdoor Cooking Channel app, download it and you can watch the live stream. It is the first option, by the way. I spent a lot of time over the weekend on Roku and realized that the live stream is the first option. Then it's the Barbecue Central show, and the show is string out from there. So you can watch it right there from the comfort of your couch on the high-definition television. You can subscribe to iTunes for replays of the show, YouTube for replays of the show on the video side. Outdoor Cooking Channel obviously has all the video replays, and, of course, the clearinghouse for archives for this show is the main Barbecue Central Show website, so there's never any reason you should miss anything ever on the show, no matter what is being said. You would recall a couple weeks ago, three weeks ago maybe, we were holding a raffle for about a week's time, and a winner was getting a... It was a $25 raffle for your chance to win a ticket to a $275 pork class that was given at the American Royal hog with a heart. Greg hasty was the guy that won that. And he is written in with a recount of his time says, dear Greg, I had won the raffle you provided on your show for operation barbecue reliefs, hog with a heart ribs, pork cooking class. I wanted to take a minute, follow up with you. My experience at the Royal this past week, the class was taught by an all-star cooking team, the shed barbecue boars night out sweet swine of mine, natural born grillers without question. This class was worth the $25 raffle ticket, but honestly, well worth more than the $275 donation to the OBR class. I would like to do it again in a heartbeat. I would really consider doing the entire Pitmaster experience. The class was performed in the Operation Barbecue Relief Camp at the Royal, which is where their Pigapalooza party was held. All the folks involved in this class are without question class acts. They made us feel very welcome. They were very friendly. The All-Stars were really down to earth, eager to share their experience and teach us the process of great barbecue. They all welcomed any and all questions. We could ask them anything we wanted to, and they answered them. Well, it wasn't part of this particular class. They prepped and started cooking four 200-pound whole hogs the night before for the party that evening. During the day, we got to share in watching this process as well. The party itself was very cool, very, very fun. Barbecue band, Royals game. Oh, and some really good cue cooked by fantastic cooks. I've lived my entire life in Kansas City, 46 years. I have never been to the Royal. I've had smokers for 20-plus years, but really never seemed to have the time to enjoy them. Over this past year, while on a journey to lose weight, nearly 120 pounds thus far, props to you. 
Greg. Namesake. I had become obsessed with food, or more importantly, learning about food. This learning led me back to barbecue, and now I have probably read more books in the past six months than I have read in the past 20 years. And how I say all of this to say thank you for providing the raffle and the opportunity to learn from these folks. Huge thanks for a very special day, Operation Barbecue Relief. Uh, Lynn, for organizing the event. Sweet Swine of Mine, the Sheds Barbecue, Boar's Night Out, Natural Born Grillers. Afterthoughts. Before even winning the raffle, he had planned to make the entire weekend of the American Royal. Uh, Thursday, did the certified judging class. Then Thursday evening, his son and him played the Fast Eddie Texas Hold'em Poker Tournament. Friday was the Operation Barbecue Relief class from 7.30 to 3. Had the Pickapalooza party. Saturday was uh, hanging out with friends, watching the Invitational Awards. Very long weekend. Met a few new people to call friends. I might have caught a barbecue bug. But that bitch bites. On a more serious note, Operation Barbecue Relief Organization is really good, dedicated, caring bunch of folks. I will certainly donate in the future, maybe even find a way to be involved in the future. I was really inspired by the work they were doing. Thanks again, Greg Hasty. Thank you, Greg, for writing in with that uh, great account of exactly what happened uh, during your weekend. And uh, I almost forgot that you won that uh, that gift that raffle, your donate, your twenty-five dollar donation, getting you entrance into a two hundred and seventy-five dollar class, the one-day class. I forget how much the whole class was. You had the opportunity to sign up for a whole class as well. Is that in the five hundred dollar range or something like that? Maybe it was even more than that. Maybe it was in the seven hundred dollar range. But look, depending on what you were looking to get out of the class, um, if you were a competitor, uh, being around those cooks, shed. Boar's Night Out, Natural Born Grillers. You know, John Wheeler, he's uh, one of the best rib cooks in the country, one of the best barbecue cooks in the country. Uh, Mark Lambert, obviously, he's won a very big name contest, to say the least. No names, please. Shed, Brad Orison, Hobson Cherry, respected names in the industry, both as uh, restaurateurs or on the business side of things, but also as competitors as well. Brad does judging uh, from time to time as well, so... Uh, that is quite a list of people to give uh, the pork and ribs class, which was on the 7th, or which was on the this past Friday. I'm sorry. Uh, that was the Operation Barbecue Relief class. It was 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. That's what it was. And then to hang out for the Pigapalooza party. I mean, who wants to party with awesome people? I do. Can I party with awesome people? I would love that. I would love to. So, uh, again, Greg, thanks for taking part in the raffle. Would have liked to have donated more money to Operation Barbecue Relief for doing that. But look, if I said if it's one person donating 25 bucks, they gave us the ticket to do it, you'd have a very good uh, opportunity of winning if you're the only one in the raffle donating $25. And what's the worst thing that happens? You don't win the class. Uh, you donate $25 to what has been recognized as one of the best charities out there going in the country today. This isn't people from the barbecue world saying that this is well-established businesses and uh, magazines and other uh, such industries that are watching who does good when it comes to charity, who might be talking or walking the walk, but who's talking the talk operation barbecue relief, walking the walk. And uh, hopefully next year we can do something a little bit more in advance. Uh, Stan was great in offering up 
the ticket in uh, short notice, but I didn't really feel like we had enough time behind it to get after it. So if we can do it again next year, I'll be more than happy to do that, raise all the money we can for Operation Barbecue Relief. I'm with Greg on that. Uh, fantastic organization, one that I love to get behind. Bill Gillespie coming up out of the break to talk about the American Royal Invitational win. But first, let me talk to you about Butcher's Barbecue, folks. That's right. Go to butcherbbq.com and step up that barbecue and grilling game. No easier way, no better way to do that than by visiting butcherbbq.com. We all know Butcher's well-known for the injections, the pork, the beef, the prime injection. Of course, Bird Booster sweeping the nation, many different flavors. You can't bitch and moan about not being able to press flavor down into chicken anymore. Bird Booster takes care of that for you. Also adds moisture. 7% more. Or I'm sorry, 3% more. You get 7% with regular brining. You get 21% with Bird Booster. You can use the injection uh, doubly as a brine, as an injection, or vice versa. You get it all at ButcherBBQ.com. If you're not looking for injections or you're looking for something other than injections, like rubs and sauces, this is a great place to go as well. Butcher's Barbecue, a full line of award-winning rubs, steak and brisket rub, premium rub, especially if you inject with Butcher's because it's formulated to work with the injection, a perfect one-two punch to impress judges and friends alike. My favorite, which is part of my... uh, originally crafted North Coast offense, the Honey Rub. Bye-bye the five-pound bag, folks. Not kidding. Last but not least, Butcher's Sweet Barbecue Sauce. Look, when it comes to sauce, I am as picky as it gets. And Butcher's Sweet Sauce wins in every category for me. Not overly sweet, a nice slice of tang. Just the right amount of back-end heat. Not leaving you aching and crying like a chili head would. No liquid smoke, which I appreciate. Dave took the time and effort to make a quality sauce. Didn't take the easy way out like a lot of those other sauces do. Get a box of six, it's going to go fast. Here's what we learned during this read. Buy a five-pound bag of Honey Rub. Buy six bottles of barbecue sauce. They will both go fast. Don't worry about breaking the bank on shipping. Between 55 to, uh, Up to $55 ships at $8.50. Between $55 and $200 ship at $9.75. Anything over $200 ships for free. Moral of that story... Get $201 worth of stuff. Save on the shipping. Head on over to ButcherBBQ.com right now and stock up. That's ButcherBBQ.com. ButcherBBQ.com. Dave, uh, available for taking uh, questions, too. Email them. See what happens. Might be surprised. Guy likes to get after it. See him at a contest. Ask him some questions. I'm sure he's got product to sell you, too. Always trust your butcher. That's what we say here on this show. Uh, We are back with Bill Gillespie, American Royal Invitational reigning champion right after this. Stick around. Be right back. Live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. All right, welcome back. 216-220-0966. Greg at the BBQCentralShow.com. This portion of the show... Brought to you by CookinPellets.com, C-O-O-K-I-N, CookinPellets.com. Your number one source for quality wood pellets. 
for all of your pellet-driven cookers. Not going to void any warranties. I said last week, don't fall for that. Visit cookingpellets.com for more information or to purchase. You can also buy their pellets on a little site called Amazon.com. It's up and coming. Heard it might make it. Heard it might get legs. Thank you to Chris Becker and the gang over at cookingpellets.com. American Royal was this past weekend. Two of the coveted top spots were won, and I have the pitmaster of the event that many pitmasters feel is truly the showcase day of the best going up against the best. He marked in at 701.7 points to win overall grand championship at the American Royal Invitational Saturday. Let's go ahead and race over to the hotline and welcome back pitmaster of Smoke and Hogs barbecue team, Bill Gillespie, joining me. Bill, how are you, buddy? Hey, good, Greg. How you doing? Doing absolutely fabulous, Bill. Appreciate you making time for the show tonight. Lots oh, to get pleasure. to. Uh, man, you got to be riding high right now. I mean, New England barbecue once again dominating the barbecue scene, right? That's right. Yeah, I'm. I'm still riding that cloud. It's. Uh, yeah, I'm still uh, in awe of the whole thing. To be honest with you, uh, Bill, you're obviously up in the New England area. Um, I had yep. a, a guy by the name of Patrick Paquette sitting live in studio two weeks ago when he was heading yep. out to the Sam's Club uh, National yep, Championship. Very fan. well, good friend. Nebs is huge up there for obvious reasons, a very tight-knit group organization. Uh, do you think, as you travel around and you see different uh, barbecue regions and communities, do you think that the New Englanders are getting the proper respect when it comes to the competition scene? I think we are now. Um, you know, a, a couple of weeks ago, a few of the New England teams went out to uh, Bentonville and, you know, did pretty well. Um you know, insane swine. I think they finished third with a, a 700, and um, obviously this weekend us winning the uh, American Royal Invitational. You know, I, I think uh, I think it's coming around. Bill Gillespie, my guest. Uh, Bill, if we could recap the weekend, because obviously it's uh, probably very long. I mean, kind of right off the bat, kind of a bit of a hike for you to get out there, right? <laughs> Yeah, actually, we uh, we flew in this time. Um, <clears throat> we had uh, another good friend of ours from uh, Good Smoke out in New York take a bunch of our stuff to uh, Kansas City. And um, my sponsor, Humphrey's Barbecue, uh, shipped out a bunch of smokers, and we rented tents and tables and chairs and bought all of our seasonings and rubs out there and you know, try to make it as easy as possible for us, really. So one of my other questions was going to be the fact that, you know, you, you cook both ends of the weekend, uh, the invitation of the open side. Um, yep. So did you do, like, any prep work or, or anything like that prior to uh, people shipping stuff out? That was all the stuff that you uh, you did on site? Was was You did that yep. there in, at the Royal? I did it all on site. Wow. Yep. I, I went out there with my uh, with my briskets. Um, I bought my butts, my ribs, and my chicken out there. Is it uh, when you go to a? I don't want to say it's not a regular competition like the Royal, but Royal is uh, certainly different. But when you're just doing uh, barbecue competitions uh, up where you would normally go, is prep something that you do during the week so you have that done? So when you get to the site, you set up and you're ready to rock, or do you typically do uh, preparation on all those meats at site, regardless? I do. um, I pretty much just prep my chicken at home. Uh, everything else I do on site. All right, Bill. So let's take a look at your 
results at turn-in. And sure. uh, 165 teams for this particular event. I guess maybe before we get specific on yep. the uh, individual categories, was there anything like out of the ordinary that you had to contend with for the invitational side, uh, something that maybe you weren't planning on that you had to overcome as you uh, uh, got down the road to win here? Um, I mean, it got a little chilly out, but, I mean, we're kind of used to that up here in the Northeast. Um, had a little bit of rain, you know, Thursday, um, Friday. It was a little windy, um, but I don't think there was anything out of the ordinary, really. All right, uh, Bill Gillespie, by the way, my guest, uh, pitmaster of Smokin' Hogs barbecue team, the American Royal Invitational <laughs> Grand Champion. Uh, chicken is first up. Uh, you yep. end up taking uh, what's uh, 46th overall. Yep. Uh, I mean, again, we're dealing with 165 <laughs> teams here, not yeah. your standard 25, 35, or 40. Uh, so, uh, all things considered, uh, a very good chicken score, but you're probably not hearing your name called out for 46th place, right? No, no, not at all. You know, so little, you know, not, you know, I mean, like you said, 165 teams, no chicken call, you know. Um, I was happy with the score. I think it was like a 171 or a 172, something like that. So, you know, I thought it was it was good. I thought we had a good uh, good chicken day. Are you a team that uh, I just done the chicken roundtable here a couple of weeks ago? Are you a team that proactively will uh, taste chicken before you put it in the box and turn it in, or do you just uh, because of experience and, and program you don't taste it, you know what you're doing, and you just let it ride? Yeah, um, funny story on that is we don't usually taste it until after my wife comes back from turning. Um, you know, we will temp it to make sure it's at temp. Um, but, uh, you know, I feel that it's it's pretty consistent with that program, you know, week in and week out, um, that it's, it's, it's not going to vary, you know, too much. Do you uh, – is there any thought behind, you know, waiting to taste – to kind of see what the judges are tasting at that point. Obviously, the chicken's going to cool down between the time you're putting yep. it in the box and by the time that they're tasting it. So you guys can kind of see if you hit your mark at that particular temperature when you think they might be tasting it. Yeah, I, I, you know, definitely that. Um, I mean, I know it's definitely risky doing that, but, you know, if uh, by, by doing that, it, it kind of helps us out in the long run, I think, with future contests. Um, like I said, you know, I think our program's pretty consistent where 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 the taste or, or whatnot doesn't vary too much. All right, so we have ribs up next. Uh, consistent overall, uh, you got a 47th in ribs. How did uh, the ribs feel uh, for the cook that day? I thought they were right on point with what we've been doing all year. Um, I thought they had a good balance of flavor, and um, we, we were real happy with them. So two no calls. Uh, you, yep. Again, you know you're dealing with a lot of teams, and this isn't your first American Royal, so I'm sure you're uh, kind of geared up for it. But then you get into pork, Absolutely. and yep. uh, third overall pork. So you, not only are you hearing your name, which is great, but yep. you also are very close to taking that category. So how, do the, how does yeah. the mood change when you hear a third pork? Uh, that was awesome because pork has been so up and down for us this year, and just to get that third place call this past weekend, that was that was the pinnacle right there at that point. Um, <clears throat> we could have went away from that weekend completely satisfied at that point. 
But let's not stop there. Let's go to brisket. I mean, talk about consistent. 46-47, chicken ribs, third place pork, third place brisket. So not only two calls, but two right at the top. So now you got to be feeling uh, kind of like a renewed sense of awesome. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and they made the announcement that the top three in brisket were, you know, had a 180. And... I'm pretty confident with that brisket all year. Like it's been doing well. Um, and when we tasted it before turning, I was pretty, we were all pretty excited about how it tasted. And, and we, we had a, you know, we had a good feeling that we could get a shot, get a call in brisket. So are you keeping track when you, when you, once you get to the overall awards, uh, I mean, are you trying to keep track of the team's, that are getting those top calls in each category or, or because it's so many, do you just say, eh, F it, we're going to kind of see where the chips fall? Uh, well, you know, with, with the third place pork, you know, you figure you're, you're pretty close to a 178, 179 and having the 180 in brisket. I, I felt we, we had a chance of maybe making like the top 15 um, with something like that, not knowing how we did in the other two categories. Um you know, we we obviously nervous. You know, because you can't uh, you can't think that you're gonna that you have it in the bag. You know what I mean? So yeah. I'm always nervous at awards, anyway. So as you are uh, hearing overall calls out, ah, um, oh, just lost my page. Damn it! Oh. When it's uh, you know three pe- three places left, um, yep. You hear reserve called out. Um, is there any thought in your mind that you're grand champion at this point because of the high threes, uh, both uh, pork and yeah, brisket? Yeah, well, I, I, when they called reserve, uh, you know, Luton Booty had, a, I think, a first-place chicken and a seventh-place rib. Yep. Um, so when they didn't call either one of us for reserve, I thought Luton Booty had got, you know, GC, and I thought, you know, we didn't do well enough in the other categories to, to make the, I think it was the top 15 or top 10, I forget what they called. Um, so at that point I was just sort of, okay, I was kind of accepting the fact that it didn't happen, you know, so I didn't, I didn't want to get my hopes up too high. So when the call comes out that smoking hogs is American <laughs> Royal invitational grand champ, you know, what are some of those first emotions that are kind of washing over you? Yeah. Holy crap. I just can't believe this happened. <laughs> um, the three of us just all hugged each other. I thought I was going to pass out at that point. And I turned around and I couldn't get down to the stage fast enough, to be honest with you. Uh, Bill Gillespie joining me here on the show, Pitmaster Smoking Hogs, talking about the win uh, American Royal Invitational this past weekend. Uh, Bill, since you're kind of in the small majority hill, uh, here, let me ask you since I, I have you tonight. You've also yep. won the Jack Daniels. That's correct. For anybody yeah. that's been living under rock. So you have American Royal Invitational Championship on the belt now. You have Jack Daniels on the belt. If you had to give one back and it would be scrubbed from memory. So nobody would remember you won one or the other. Which, which one would you give back and why? And don't puss out, give one back. Man, if I had to give one back, if you had to give one back, I'm going to say it's the American Royal. Really? Yep. And I'm going to tell you why, because the Jack was our very first world championship. So that, that right there is your very first one. I want to remember that one for the rest of my life. 
Very valid answer, and I, and I appreciate you actually answering that because I'm sure a lot of people sure. would try to have go. Oh, well, I want both, and I'm going to keep both. Um, yep. The good news keeps coming. Uh, aside yeah. from winning the American Royal Invitational, there's uh, some other things I guess you would call business related to smoking hogs. Uh, one of those happens to be a cookbook. So yep. uh, if you could maybe give me a, a little insight as to how that all came about, and uh, maybe what you're looking to accomplish with with the book effort. Sure. Um, so I got approached in this past January, uh, see if I was interested in, in writing a cookbook, um, you know, just from, from our past, uh, awards and stuff like that. Um, I've never done anything like this. So I, I'm like, yeah, sure. I'll do it. Um, and it's basically, it's, it's a cookbook based around the, uh, the WSM. Um, but not, it's not all WSM. You can, uh, a lot of the recipes you can use on other cookers and stuff like that. You just got to adapt the recipes a little bit. Are you someone um, that has fancied yourself a writer in the past, or is this all no, kind of new? No, God, no. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> English was my worst subject in high school. So uh, to, to be writing a cookbook, I thought, what the hell am I doing, you know? But I enjoy cooking, and uh, so I figured it was a good opportunity. Do you uh, have a release date marked out yet, or is it still really in the more of the infancy yeah, yet? Yeah, no, I have a release date. It's uh, it's being released March seventeenth. Um, it's being published by Page Street Publishing and distributed by Macmillan, and it's yeah March seventeenth, and you can pre-order it now on Amazon.com. All right, the name of the book, by the way, is it's a long title. <laughs> It is cooking. Hold on, I'm just trying to think of the name. Sorry. It must be long. Uh, smoking on the Weber Smoky Mountain, and oh no, I'm sorry. Secrets to cooking on the Weber Smoky Mountain and other smokers. Wow. All right. So, are there uh, benchmarks put in place where if the book does this well, you immediately sign to another deal, or uh, is it just a one-off? Or what's the the deal with that? There could be a possibility for another deal. Yes. Would you do that? Oh, yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, I think I would definitely do another one. You know, I mean, as I got towards the end of, you know, I had to come up with 100 recipes. Um, as I started to finish those, I understood what needed to be done to do the recipes. So I kind of started to enjoy it a little bit more as the, the deadline approached. Bill Gillespie joining me here on the show. Um, aside from the book, I mean, what's better than barbecue sauce? And you got one of those coming out. To- I do. Man, yep. you win the American Royal, and there's books, and there's sauce. I mean, this is going crazy for smoking hogs. <laughs> yeah, the sauce is something that we've been working on uh, for the last year and a half. And we we kind of finalized it over this past off season, And... Um, you know, I wanted to use it in competition this year, and my teammates were a little reluctant, but they kind of jumped on board. I said, we're never going to know how it does unless we try it, and uh, we've been using it all year long, and it, and we've been pretty successful with it this year. Uh, Bill, barbecue sauce anymore seems to be a dime a dozen, so was it sure. a... Was it a calculated risk, or were you approached to get a product out to market? I mean, how was that? No, no, it was all on our own. Um, we just, you know, we wanted the challenge of, uh, you know, coming up with something of our own. 
and we wanted to do a competition style sauce because um, <clears throat> that's pretty much what we do competitions and um yeah we just kind of just came up with it so uh, now, is that available for sale currently, or does that also have a uh, quote-unquote release date? Uh, yeah, it's not available yet. Um, and I'm, from what I understand, I think it's going to be available around November 1st, sometime November, I believe. All right, so uh, less than a month or so yep. away. Yep. Um, are you? I would imagine that you're obviously happy with the final product. When you, when you have to put it in the hands of the co-packer, uh, yep. Are they giving you any type of pushback, like, oh, no, do this instead or do that instead, or were you in complete command from start to finish as far as the recipe? Uh, a little bit of pushback, but, you know, I wasn't willing to sacrifice the the flavor of the recipe, you know. I wanted it a certain way because that's what we use in competition, and I, I can't change it. So, I mean, ultimately, I had the final decision. How big is the <laughs> jar going to be, and uh, what kind of a price tag do you think is going to be associated? Um, I'm sorry, you said what kind of jar is it going to be in? Like, uh, how big of a jar? Oh, um, there's going to be 16-ounce jars, and I think eventually there's going to be gallon size. Um, still trying to finalize the the prices, so I don't want to say anything too much about that yet, but, I mean, it's not going to be ridiculous. It's going to be comparable to the other stuff that's out there. And is this something that's going to be sold in storefronts? Is it going to be just sold on uh, Internet or both? Yeah, it'll be both, yep, yep. It'll be, uh, I know you'll be able to get it through the uh, the iGrill store. I'm working on updating my website so you can buy it through my website. Um, <clears throat> I know one of my sponsors is going to be carrying it. Uh, Humphrey's Barbecue and Smokers is carrying it. So you're just rocking and rolling right now. It's uh, Bill Gillespie, Smoking Hogs Barbecue, and uh, he is the reigning American Royal Invitational Grand Champion. Uh, Bill, always appreciate the time. Congratulations again Thank on you. the huge win. And uh, you, you're going to be uh, heading down to the Jack this year? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we're uh, we're leaving in a couple of weeks to go down there and uh, – you know, hopefully uh, walk away with the crown again. That's the intention. Well, you win. Uh, you come back, and we'll talk about how you're having one hell of a year, my friend. Awesome. Thank you. Hey, do you mind if I give a shout-out to a few people? Please. All right. I'd like to thank uh, a couple of my sponsors. iGrill, Humphrey Smokers, Frontier Charcoal, uh, Head Country Barbecue, and Butcher's Barbecue. And, uh, you know, say hi to all my barbecue peeps out there. All right, Bill, appreciate the time, man. All right, thanks, Greg. We'll you got talk it. to you soon. There he is. Bill Gillespie, Smoking Hogs Barbecue, your 2014 American Royal Invitational Grand Champion. A uh, little uh, bit of an issue with the video. That should have uh, rectified itself. Don't worry, as I always say, I'm recording this show audibly. Hey, some people don't like my face, and they prefer to just listen to tune in on the... Uh, on the smart app, on your smartphone, or just going right to the computer and just uh, listening to the audio stream on the computer while you're uh, tooling around the internet watching uh, porn or whatever it is. It's up to you. But the video should be back up and running again. So uh, all is good. Just in time for the Genie's interview coming up in just a few minutes. Uh, Public service announcement to all the Barbecue Brothers and Sisters from one of your show sponsors, Stephen DeFranco of Stephen DeFranco Jewelers. That's right, folks. He is a barbecue junkie. He is self-professed. Talked to him over the weekend. He's barbecuing, of course. 
number of great holidays coming up. We're tailing off till the end of the year here. We have Thanksgiving coming up. We have Halloween coming up, Christmas, New Year's, all that stuff. Don't settle for all the same lame gifts. Steven Franco Jewelers has the perfect answer, and you know it's a new watch, Steve. An incredible selection of watches. That'll be perfect for dear old dad or mom. Bowl of watches. Here's what I want to see. Why spend a ton of money on a watch if you don't have to? All of the watches are stylish, affordable. They start under 200 bucks. All of the watches come in traditional quartz styles and retro-styled automatic versions. Chronographs, skeletons, and traditional styles fill out the Bolova line of timepieces. You have the Bolova Precisionist. I have one of those. Do you want the most accurate watch in the world? Of course you do. Bolova Precisionist is just that watch. Exclusive movement of the Precisionist breakdowns of secondhand movements into 16 segments per second. Giving that second hand a smooth-moving appearance. Steel titanium versions are available. And then you have the Accutron. I have one of those, too. High-end without the high-end price. Cadillac and the Bowl of a Line. The Accutron is the pinnacle of high-end design without the breaking the bank. Starting at just below $600, the Accutron watch gives you that high-end lifestyle, quality, and lifestyle without breaking the bank. If you are a gadget junkie, Citizens is the one you might want to look at. EcoDrive technology converting light and energy. Powering your watch perfectly and accurately. Need a timer for your barbecue cooking? Some citizens have multiple timers along with alarms and time zones. All watches from Stephen DeFranco Jewelers come with the exclusive watch performance package that includes a one-year extension of the manufacturer's warranty, free engraving, free batch, uh, free watch batteries for life, free polishing cloth. He'll set the time for free. That being Steve, here's what you do: you call him toll, you call him, not toll free. Four four zero nine four three. 2700-440-943-2700. Tell him you are a barbecue brother or sister. He'll give you the real discounted price of the watch. Not allowed by the manufacturer to show the real discounted price on his website. So you call him up, ask for Steve, tell him your barbecue brother or sister, tell him you know me, tell him I told you to call. He's going to hook it up. I mentioned free shipping, stephendefranco.com. That's stephendefranco.com. Follow the link on the main website. Go from there, call Steve. He'll hook it up. All right, uh, Steph Franklin will be recapping a 97-team victory this past weekend in Cali, Dana Point. Anybody know Trapper from Dana Point? You stay tuned for that. We'll be right back. Seven seven four four eight zero four three three to get on the air. Now here's your host, Greg Rempe.
pitmaster of Simply Marvelous Barbecue and uh, 50% of the West Coast offense. Steph Franklin joining me here on the show. Steph, how are you, buddy? I'm good, Greg. How you doing? Well, evidently, I don't know how to turn on my own damn microphone. I've only been doing the show for eight years. Jeez, OP. <laughs> That's why you couldn't hear me a second ago. Uh, Steph, did you give any thought about running out to good old Kansas for the uh, Royal this year or no? No, my job, my full-time job doesn't allow um, me to escape for that week because of uh, we start school um, the weekend of the Royal. So or that Thursday prior to the Royal, I think they'd look at me crazy if I told them I was going to be gone a week. To, <laughs> well, uh, to my day job, my day job, your day job, the same. We can't escape. Yep. We are locked down. That's just the way it is. That's why I didn't go either. Um, all right, so instead of Royal, you go to Dana Point. Uh, there's only uh, a very small handful of teams, 97. Oh, my goodness. Um, yep, 97. How, record. how does that weekend go for you? I mean, lots of great teams out there. Uh, anything unexpected that you have to contend with, or is it pretty much business as usual for Simply Marvel's barbecue team? Uh, it's business as usual. Big contest, small contest doesn't make a difference. They're all hard. Um, sometimes the, the smaller ones are harder. And um, you just go to win. and or You, you go to uh, put four good boxes you hope together, and uh, hopefully you come out on top that day. Um, and it, it's rare when you come out on top, but when you do, you, you know, you, you feel good about it. Steph, I was going to ask you, and you kind of just answered this, but you know, when you're dealing with fields at 97 or greater, I mean, hell, it might as well be 100 or more at that point. Um, do you think that the best product always shines through regardless of how many teams are in a tournament, or do you think that the higher the amount of teams in a the field, there might be a zinger that, that flies by that maybe normally wouldn't otherwise? Uh, it's, it's tough to say. I, you know, uh, I... I've turned in good need at big contests before and not got called. So, um, you know, I I just hope that I do enough contests where it balances out. I mean, to be honest, I mean, every week I try to put good meat in the box, but uh, the judges don't feel that way every week. And uh, when it when they do, I tend to do very well. Um, and uh, and also, you know, I'm my own worst critic. I, I sat there uh, Saturday a little upset because I thought my brisket was a little chewy. And um, I was telling Sylvie uh, from Lady Acute that, you know, I need a, a top 20 brisket to uh, have a chance. And uh, I came in at 20th in brisket. And so I kind of predicted that, but um, in terms of if, if I had a chance to win. I know I was cooking good. I've been cooking good for the last few contests. I had a little hiccup in Telluride. The altitude got to me trying to cook hot and fast on a backwoods, uh, it just would not uh, complete uh, the cooking process in terms of my meat. So, um, But outside of that, um, I have to tell you, right, I, I bounced back um, pretty good, you know, because I RGC'd Grand Junction, so I had that one hiccup out of for a contest. But uh, I, I feel I'm cooking good right now. I, I think I got... Uh, uh, the, the flavor profile, the tenderness the judges want, and right now, anyway, uh, you tend to lose that uh, during the season. I know uh, I struggled in I, I was struggling in ribs for um, about four or five contests, couldn't get a call, and uh, my buddy Sterling had tasted one of my ribs at Grand Junction, and he said I was I was making them too sweet, and so I, I 
even though I got a nice place call, I knew that uh, if I was going to continue to have a good season, uh, that I had to get back uh, the ribs because the ribs was, was carrying me pretty much early in the season. So I was able to bounce back and, and then make a more uh, savory profile for the judges and get a couple of back-to-back first-place uh, rib calls. Steph Franklin joining me here, Simply Marvelous Barbecue, simplymarvelousbbq.com, the website if you want to check it out here while we're talking. Uh, Steph, as far as uh, category uh, results, 13th chicken, uh, so just outside the top 10 there. Uh, if you don't get a chicken call, uh, Steph, are you, uh, I don't want to say bummed, but I mean, obviously you would maybe rather hear your name and, and feel like you're getting a little bit of a, a momentum going. Well, they called out the 15, so oh. I knew that wasn't that wasn't a mystery to me. Now, my pork um, carried me through the middle of the season, and I'm cooking pork probably the best I ever cooked in my life, and I finished up what I found out to be 17, so yeah. I was right there. Um, you got to be in the top 20 in a big contest like that. Um, and then, of course, like I said, the frisky came in at 20th. So, But, but you win the ribs, so uh, obviously a uh, little bit of uh, tinkering there, uh, courtesy of a uh, little feedback of Sterling. Uh, and you're able to to pull the rib win off. So you, you get uh, you hear your name in chicken. You win ribs category. Uh, you don't hear for pork or brisket, but I'm, I'm guessing you're feeling pretty confident about those two. Uh, so as you get into the overall calls, as they're starting to wind down, and there's only a, a handful of spots left, uh, when you hear your name twice, you don't hear your name twice. So your thoughts as your pitmaster for the team, uh, do you think that you've... Um, crap the bed a little bit on pork and brisket um, inherently, or do you feel good enough that you're just kind of peeking around the call and, and you're still in this thing for the hunt? Well, I was just hoping for a top five call. You know, I, I figured I, I figured they're going to... I got hammered in either pork or brisket, and I figured it was brisket. I figured my pork would probably be right there. Um, so, you know, while Willie had four calls, Lady Q had, I believe, three calls, uh... I mean, while Willie had three calls, Lady Q, I think, had two calls. Uh, Zizix had a couple of calls. Um, once while Willie got um, called at fourth, I was like, maybe. And everybody <laughs> was telling me, I got it. I got uh, it. Love hearing uh, that, people. right? Excuse me? So you love hearing that, right? Yeah, and I was telling everybody, <laughs> no, nah, I got screwed in brisket. I, I, I'm good. Yeah, I mean, not so much screwed. I just uh, I didn't have great brisket that day. And uh, everybody kept telling me, Vernon and Luton was right next to me along with Zizix. And they kept telling me I had it. And I was like, nah, nah, nah. And then they called Zizix. And they was like, nobody's left now. It, it's got to be you. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know. You know, I never think I got it. I mean, I've got a one three one three and was sitting on pins and needles before uh, when I got my first GC. So I never think I got it. You know, I... Um, I don't know. It's just I just know how hard this barbecue thing is, and I try to keep humble. And because I think when you get a little big headed, that's when you get your feelings hurt. Yeah, uh, Steph Franklin joining me here, recapping the big win at Dana Point. So uh, when you are announced as the winner, I mean, this isn't you know your run of the mill twenty five team uh, type of a competition, which would be great to win as well. But I mean, we're talking ninety seven teams. Uh, how does this one rank in comparison to you know some of the other events that you've won? Uh, it's got to be number one. I mean, really, I won. Uh, it's the biggest contest I ever won. One, two. Um, I locked down the California Team of the Year. Um, it was Dana Point. We had a we had one more contest out in, here in California, 
but I'm catering two weddings that day in Lancaster, and I, I said it's all a broke at Dana Point for me. I had a six-point lead because I took uh, Jerry, and I've been tied since the end of June from Burning and Luden, and I it was all or nothing, basically, you know, because um, I know Jerry's a good cook, and he could have came back and caught me at uh, Lancaster uh, if I didn't uh, get an RGC uh, third place or above. So um, it, it's up there. It's big. It's, uh, I, the, the big contest had avoided me um, in terms of winning uh, a 300-pointer. I, I always get the 280 points that will have you, but uh, I'll, or I'll always RGC the big ones. I've RGC the big ones, not all of them, of course. But um, So anyway, it, it was a, it's my biggest win, I think, today. Yeah, good to uh, push over the hump and uh, get into that GC. As far as uh, business, I mean, look, you are uh, not uh, t- giving up any secrets to the fact that you're 50% of this uh, West Coast offense, which I'll have another question about that here in a second. But on a business mm-hmm. standpoint, you win a 97-team category. You win something like a Dana point. Uh, is that something that you and, uh, and Sterling are going to see uh, immediate benefits from when you guys uh, specifically win something like this? Um, well, it's not just me. It's, you know, when he wins, when I win, when Luton Booty Sterling, who you have on later in the show, um, RGC to American Royal, um, you know, we got uh, David Qualls, Travis Clark, who, who are um, teams I sponsor. Uh, they're all doing well. I mean, the first place ribs at American Royal was one of the teams I sponsor, uh, Smokers Purgatory. Um, I'm going to reap the benefits just not from me, but from all of my teams that we sponsor and all the folks that use Simply Marvelous and Big Papa Smoker Rubs. All right, so let me ask you this uh, one question here before I turn you loose, Stefan. I appreciate the time tonight. Um, Sterling has been on the show a number of times uh, on, and on any number of occasions uh, talking about West Coast offense. No centralites refuse to listen for whatever reason. So if you could, please explain and uh, tell them what exactly the West Coast offense really means. Well, it's really just tongue-in-cheek, as Sterling has pointed out before. Um, it's just two guys with, uh, who like to use each other rub, started using it, and other folks followed suit, and they, we all started calling it the West Coast offense. But essentially, Sterling has mastered, uh, perfected the, the savory uh, rubs uh, with the money, the sweet money. Um, I have uh, what I like to think have done okay with the, the, the more – uh, high-profile flavored rubs such as cherry and sweet seduction or, or sweet rubs that somebody, some folks will refer to. Um, you know, in, in, in this game of barbecue, you got to have something sweet and you got to have something savory and you got to have a perfect balance. And the West Coast offense is that perfect balance. So that's what it's all about. It's about a balanced offense of attack. And uh, we are changing the profile across the nation. Um, I'm happy about that. I'm humbled by that because I never thought it would turn into this. Of course, you wish for these things and you dream about these things, but <laughs> it, it's unreal. Um, it's unreal. Uh, Steph, where are you going to be cooking at next? I don't know, Greg. I, I said I was shutting it down for the season, but uh, I might sneak in and go to Lawson um, just just because, you know. Yeah. Um, but uh, I... I Really said I was going to shut it down for the season, but if I could sneak uh, sneak away and head out to Laughlin Thursday morning, um, uh, Halloween weekend, I will. 
All right, so uh, teams going out there. You're on notice. Steph might show up. Uh, we're talking with Steph Franklin, Pitmaster Simply Marvelous Barbecue, and again, the website, simplymarvelousbbq.com. Your grand champion this past weekend at Dana Point, uh, bettering 96 teams. Uh, Steph, always appreciate the time, man. Thanks for coming on. Great. Thanks for having me. Have a good uh, week. You got okay. it. Same to you. All right. All right, sir. Steph Franklin, Simply Marvelous Barbecue. Simply marvelous bbq.com again is the website. By the way, uh, he mentioned her uh, two or three times there briefly. But I want to give special mention to Loyal Centralite and Pitmaster of Lady Q, Sylvie Curry, third overall finish, Dana Point. Huge. It's a big contest now. We go through the list of teams that were there, see who she bested. Only bested by two, I might add, was Sylvie Curry taking a third overall. So that's a big contest. No stranger. Well done, Sylvie. All right, let's uh, do this real quick, and then we'll uh, wrap up the first hour, head into the second hour. Oddly enough, I'm going to talk to you about Big Papa Smokers. The one-stop shop for anyone interested in barbecue, featuring a comprehensive selection of all-American-made grills, spices, sauces, accessories, even a kit that gives you everything you need to make a world-class smoker out of a 55-gallon drum. Big Papa Smokers has made a name for itself by making an award-winning line of championship rubs. The rubs have won almost every major competition barbecue event, including the 2012 and 13 World Series of Barbecue in Kansas City, the 2012 Jack Daniels Invitation, 2013 Kingsford Challenge. 2014 Houston Livestock and Rodeo. 2014 Dana Point Contest. Big Papa's has also banded together with fellow California rub-based maker Simply Marvelous Barbecue. Just on the show to form what's known as the West Coast Offense. Defying conventional wisdom, these two California-based rub manufacturers have cornered the market on competitive barbecue and begun to redefine the flavor profile that competitive cooks from across the country have begun to aim for. They've even created their own Unique competitions, King of the Smoker. Everybody knows about that, which brings the best of the best in barbecue head-to-head in a back-to-basics competition. King of the Smoker is unique in the fact that contestants cannot use any electric device, such as a pellet cooker or a pit minder. Contestants only allowed to use charcoal, wood, and their quits to win one of the most high-stakes barbecue competitions around. Then, of course, the Big Papa Smoker's Guinea Pig, which is a cost-controlled event that helps bring in newcomers to competitive barbecue. Bringing in people. Brilliant. Also features prize distribution all the way down to 10th place in each category. That helps provide incentive. Keep new competitors coming into the barbecue world. Keep them in, bring them in, keep them in. That's what I say. Top of all that, Big Papa's has created a unique brand ambassador program, the Big Papa Smokers Elite Team, featuring 15 of the best competition teams in the country working together to promote camaraderie, competition barbecue, and to benefit children's charities across the United States. Keep in mind that Big Papa Smokers has been able to do all of this within only four years of being in business. Turning the competition barbecue world on its head, creating their own unique competition, becoming a staple of a nationwide restaurant chain, and benefiting children's charities across the U.S. It's just the beginning for Big Papa Smokers. BigPapaSmokers.com is the website, BigPapaSmokers.com. Send them any questions. You hear from uh, my guy Sterling Ball every once in a while here on this show. You just heard from Steph Franklin. The West Coast offense creators. And you heard him. 
There's no rhyme or reason to West Coast off. It's tongue in cheek. So stop sending me the emails for crying out loud. I will tell you about the North Coast offense, though. Maybe top of the second hour. All right. Uh, we're back to wrap up the first hour right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. Big name interviews, advice on cooking brisket and ribs, and the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue. It's the Barbecue Central Show. Greg at the BBQ Central Show.com. Make sure I'm giving Sterling Smith my proper Skype. Evidently, there's two other Greg Rempies on Skype. I am BBQ, the numeral for the word you. No, you. That's right. BBQ, the numeral for the word you. Y O U. Uh, thanks again to Steph Franklin for joining me this past segment. Recapping his win at Dana Point. Not going to the American Royal. I got, man, I got a lot of questions about why I'm not going to the American Royal. Look, we've had this discussion seven times or 15 times or 20 times. Uh, this year was multiple uh, reasons. Uh, number one, job. Okay, that's number one. Uh, number two, but perhaps even more importantly, I'm still not sure that I can get high-speed wired internet into my setup. Uh, I'm not going to travel 1,800 miles to the country and not be able to hardwire in somewhere in reliance of just Wi-Fi cards. We know what happens with Wi-Fi cards, right? They crap out at the worst possible time. I'm getting ready to relay who's ready to take the cake, and then the Wi-Fi crash. No! Where'd he go? He left again. Yeah, trust me, it happens. All too often it happens. And that's what everybody would be talking about. Oh, well, you're listening. I was listening to the Barbecue Central show, and they were getting ready to call out the winners. And the feed crapped out. Oh, I hate it. Yeah, I don't want that. That's going to be a problem. I've seen. I'm not going to be the guy that says no offense and then wind up offending somebody. I've seen that happen on people that do that video stuff. Not good. Not a good product. I'm a product. Sylvie Curry uh, using the West Coast offense. She'll be giving out her full recipes uh, after the show in instant chat. Just kidding. She's not really going to do that. I mean, she can do that if she wants. I'm just kidding. 
All right, uh, we're going to reload here for the second hour. Also, in the first hour, I wanted to thank Bill Gillespie from Smoking Hogs recounting his win at the American Royal Invitational. And for point of note, he said if he had to give one back, because he has won the Jack Daniels as well, if he had to give one back, he would give back the American Royal. I don't know if it's necessarily because the Jack is the first one he won, but he's won a big one, so, you know, just give back the one that's fresh. I mean, ain't ain't nobody got time for that. American Royal Invitation. The good news is he gets to keep both and brag on both that he has won the American Royal Invitational and the Jack Daniels, both argued, ballyhooed, and bantered about being the most prestigious to win. He doesn't need to make that argument. He's got them both. Few do. He does. All right, uh, we will step away, reload for the second hour, and I will see you back here in just a few short minutes. You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central show right here on the Barbecue Central Networks. Happy to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show. We cook because we have to, and we grill because we want to. Fine, how's it going? <laughs> you have a great show, I'm a big fan. So what 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 seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead and he's in the in the crackle. Charbono! It's all about the Charbono, dude! Succulent fish, what? We ate Pimpsy for Wiener. But listen, Lavernius, shake a face. I'm shaking like a dog shit peach seeds. <laughs> we have top men working on it right now. Ooh. Top men. All right, just like that, we are into the second hour. Diane Me live and direct from Rapid City, South Dakota. That's a real place? Ah, problem. Folks, you've reached and or stumbled upon by mistake or by choice. The Barbecue Central Show. Uh, this is a show that talks about all things important in the world of barbecue and grilling. We broadcast live and direct from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio. It is the barbecue capital of the North Coast. I am Greg Rempe, your program host. Happy that you have decided to 
make me a part of your evening this evening. And we'll see what we can get into here in the second hour. Everybody's very excited. Got a lot of great guests lined up here for the second hour. We'll get to that here in a second. If you want to jump in, more than happy to have you. 216-220-0966. You can also email the show, greg at the BBQ centralshow.com if you missed the first hour shame on you you've missed fabulous guests like american royal invitational grand champion bill gillespie from smoking hogs yes sir you've also missed dana point grand champion pitmaster of simply marvelous steph franklin shame on you. never fear you can go back and get the show on replay YouTube's, iTunes, Outdoor Cooking Channel, my website. I mean, can't not find. If you can't find a replay of the show, you're not looking hard enough. On the show next week, actually still to come on the show tonight, in about 12 minutes from now, ask Dr. Barbecue Ray Lamp. Looking forward to that conversation. And then at 1035, Sterling Smith, Luton Booty. Talking about the American Royal Open Reserve Grand Championship. Excited to talk to him on the show next week. The second Tuesday of every month brings none other than... Beat it! Right? And in two weeks' time, so that would be the 21st, I'm going to have the owners of Tech Grills, T. E C Bill Best and Rachel Best. Or it could be one or the other, depending on how it goes. But currently we're set to have the pair on. Uh Bill and Rachel Best of Tech. Now Tech Grills is a brand that I have been a big fan of for years. If you're not familiar with Tech. You need to understand that they are the creators of infrared grills. They might even be the creators of like infrared technology. I think that they initially got into it from what I remember hearing. I'll ask them in two weeks. But I think they got into the the infrared stuff on the car, on the automobile side of thing, where they used infrared heaters to bake the paint on cars. And then they got into the grill side of things as well. We'll be able to ferret that out here shortly, come next week, or come in two weeks' time. But just Google Tech Grills, look, go through some of the videos and see, you know, I almost, what's rule number two of the show? Rule number two of the show, don't get hooked. I have been close the last number of times I've been in a Lowe's, and you see the the Brinkman, there's a Brinkman, Charbroil, one of those that have the true infrared. I think it's Charbroil, true infrared. And they have the burner, then they have the flavorizer bar, and then they have the, I don't know, if, are they called diffuser plates that sit right below uh, where the cooking grates are? Well, Tech Grill has something completely different. They have burners, but then they have like this thick glass that sits underneath the grill grates. Then you have your grill grates. So when the juices and stuff seep down, they don't hit heat at all. They hit the glass, and then they vaporize, so there's never a flare-up. Uh, that had been an improvement over their original-ish 
grill, uh, which did have some uh, some open air, I believe. Uh, so there was some flare up. But man, do I love me a tech grill? So we're going to be talking hot and heavy tech grills in a couple weeks. Uh, when the bests, or at least a best, is on. Isn't that broiling? I don't know. Maybe. They're cool grills, Diane. Don't you question me. Get that big stuff out of here. Uh, if you aren't familiar with how the American Royal went down this past weekend, let me give you some results. Uh, the top 10 in the American Royal Invitational. Chick Swine and Bovine was 10th, getting sauced 9th, getting basted 8th. True Bud Barbecue with a 7th place finish, very respectable. Big Brothers Barbecue 6th, 1-2 BBQ, or Barbecue, 5th place. Uncle Kenny's Barbecue, 4th place. Dr. Nordy's Barbecue, 3rd place. Dirt Road Barbecue, 2nd place. And as we talked to him in person, last segment, Smoking Hogs Barbecue. And then you ballied about, rolled over, and got ready for the American Royal Open side of things. Wait, am I seeing that right? Number 10 in the Invitational, Chicks, Swine, and Bovine. Number 10 in the Open, Chicks, Swine, and Bovine. Look at this guy. Ninth place, Crude Brothers Cooking Team. Eighth place, the American Dream Barbecue Team. David Qualls, Pitmaster IQ Barbecue, seventh. Shake and Bake Barbecue, sixth. Sons of Butchers, fifth. Iowa's Smoky D's Barbecue, fourth. Smokers Wild coming with a third place overall. Sterling Smith, Loot and Booty Barbecue, who'll be talking to in about 30 minutes from now. And taking top honors at the American Royal Open, Tuffy Stone, Cool Smoke. With a 702, almost point nine, 702 and uh, high eight tenths change. 702. 700-701-702-123. Wow. That's a pretty high score there. Congrats to the American Royal Invitational and Open winners. Uh, people that are asking me, could you get Tuffy Stone on tonight? Did you try and get Tuffy Stone on tonight? I want to want to hear it. What do you think? I had the Invitational winner on. I went out to them. Do you think that I didn't reach out? To Tuffy Stone. It's a long haul back from Kansas City, Missouri to Virginia. And uh, he didn't feel like he was going to be the best interview. So, you know, we'll uh, catch up with Tuffy on that. And I agree with Sylvie Curry. Uh, congrat- uh, congrat- uh, congratulations, uh, David, on the uh, top eight. Just to give you some perspective for the folks that have no idea how big the Royal Open is, uh, David Qualls finished eighth overall out of 552 teams. What? Finishing 100 or better puts you in the top fifth 
people would take that. Finish. How did you finish? 100th overall. Well, that's not very good. There's 552 teams, sir. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. No doubt about it. All right, let's uh, get ready to line up Dr. Barbecue. Before we do that, let me talk to you quickly about Cook Shack. If I'm not mistaken, Dr. Nordy's Barbecue uses Cook Shack cookers for competition. If you need an idea for a cook, electric or pellet-driven or otherwise, think Cook Shack first. Then think Cook Shack second. Cook Shack com the website the phone number 800-423-0698 do you have a somebody in the family that's a fishing or a hunting enthusiast about a cook shack electric smoker maybe you have uh, somebody in the house that's an enthusiast of something other than pellets cook shack electric smoker right up their alley Maybe they like to make jerky. Out, you outdoorsy types like to make jerky or you know, cold smoke, salmon, stuff like that. You can do that all on a Cook Shack electric smoke. They have jerky rods. They have cold smoke baffles. Cold smoke baffle is something that you can make those lock style salmon. You can cold smoke a steak and then finish it on a hot grill. Again, if you like making jerky, you will love how easy it is that the stainless steel jerky rods are to use. You just hang jerky strips on the rods and then fit those rods right into the smoker's side racks. doesn't get any easier than that, and believe me, uh, my father has a smokette. But some of the best jerky you can make. I mean, you get the meat, eye of round, you get the cure, add the flavoring that you like, or maybe just like standard jerky Jones. It's good. And stick it in the smokette. Man, you got jerky like it's going to. People will pretend they like you to get their hands on your jerky. People will be jerks about getting your jerky. You can also check out instructional videos on how to operate these units, the jerky rods or the cold smoke baffle on the Cook Shack YouTube channel or the cooking guide on the Cook Shack website, again, which is cookshack.com. Or, again, questions, call 800 423 That's 800 800- 423-0698 or cookshack.com. Don't delay. Order today. You can get smoking right now. Cookshack is smoking made simple. And I got to look for Fast Eddie or Stuart Powell again here shortly. Love talking shop with those guys. Shop intended. Sterling Smith coming up at around 10.35, 10.36 and Ray Lampy coming up out of the break. Stick around. We'll be right back. Live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. All right, welcome back. 
216-220-0966 is the email address. Now, that's the phone number. Greg at thebbqcentralshow.com is the email address if you want to jump in tonight. The first Tuesday of each month, of course, brings something like this. If you got questions about barbecue or grilling, maybe as a hobby or even a business, looking to get an expert's point of view, why not ask Dr. Barbecue? You can submit your questions by clicking on the Ask Dr. Barbecue tab on the website. The doctor is in. Here's Ray Lampy with his nurse, Greg Rempe. Dr. Barbecue. That's right. It is Dr. Barbecue time. Ray, how are you, buddy? I'm good, Greg. Good to see you, man. All right. Well, let me uh, see if I can't fiddle up your. Uh, that sounds weird. Uh, let me see if I can't get your picture up here. Uh, for some reason, we're not seeming to do very well right off the top of this interview. But here you go, and I'll just make you bigger here as we uh, start talking. So, I introduce you as Doctor Barbecue, as the monthly guest that comes on, and we ask Doctor Barbecue this, and we ask Doctor Barbecue that. But today is a different day, a different Dr. Barbecue. What's different about this guy? I'm trying to put my hand... Oh, yeah, he's a Hall of Famer, Dr. Barbecue Ray Lampy. So now we can say, and uh, Hall of Fame, Dr. Barbecue Ray Lampy. Um, so perhaps this is the first interview you've done uh, post getting inducted into the Hall of Fame. What's it like? I don't know many Hall of Famers. The only other Hall of Famer I've ever talked to in my life was Randy White on this show like three years ago when he was pitching some product to clean barbecue sauce off your shirt. But he was one of my idols growing up, so I had to take the interview. But I don't know if I've ever talked to any other Hall of Famer uh, to date. Well, I'm I'm proud to be your first, Greg. Now, it is my first interview since, obviously, coming off of the American Royal. Takes a couple of days to recover, um, but yeah, it's. I mean, it's a cool, cool thing. It, it hadn't really sunk in yet. It's one of them things. It's kind of, you know, the long term coolness of it is gonna be a lot, a whole other thing. The, the the hour of it on the stage and the party before and after was really cool. There's no question about that. Um, but long term, it's a you know, it's a different thing, man. It's pretty cool. So, what is the actual experience like? You get out there, but for the people that don't know how the whole Hall of Fame uh, ceremony goes down and, and you know, maybe the your fellow inductees, obviously uh, Pat Burke was there as well getting inducted and somebody else that I'm going to not remember because I'm a shitty host. Um, but, He's been dead for 75 years, the yeah, other guy. So. Well, okay, well, I won't feel that bad, but, geez, um, I should know better. Uh, but what uh, what is that evening like for you? How do they lay it out? And, and I guess what were your thoughts of it as it goes down? Well, I, I mean, I was there two years ago when they uh, the first uh, event at the American Royal, and you know, the, I, we snuck in with the Kingsford people, and they have what they call the Black Apron Party ahead of time. It's really just a way to round everybody up and make sure everybody's there when they're going to need them. And uh, but it, it was nice, you know, a nice event with some a few cocktails and a, a good photo taken op for everybody, and and sort of you know, kind of get us in place to go, so it wasn't just random. So that was about an hour up in this, this room. Well, actually, before that, though, that was all scheduled. But at the last minute, they took me and Pat and Myron and Johnny 
who are previous Hall of Fame inductees, yep. into the the American Royal Museum has dedicated now two walls for the Barbecue Hall of Fame. And so this is a new display. Nobody had really seen it yet. So they took us in there and, and unveiled it for us. And they had a video guy in there. But then we sat down and just kind of shot the shit, me and Myron and Pat and Johnny, about what it's like and, and what we've seen along the way and how it's come and stuff. And it was really fun. We went way longer than we should have. They just wanted to do it for 10 minutes. And we went for a half hour and they had to stop us because we were having fun. Um, and then we went up to the room and, and then – the, all our friends and family were there. It's kind of tight, that party. And then they, we go out to the stage, and they go down to right in front of the stage. And then afterwards, there's a big party that a lot more people are involved in. So it was really, really well done. And then, of course, on the stage, I mean, that's a whole other thing. But it, it's really well done. The American Royal really stepped up this year and did a nice job with it. Uh, it felt like a classy event all the way around. Uh, as far as, are you getting feedback, Ray? Yeah, I am. I don't know. All right. Let me, uh, I'm going to hang up with you. I'm going to call you right back. Oh, hang on. I got it. I, right. I, I'm sorry. I left the outdoor cooking channel on there. Close. Sorry about that. All good now? Yeah. All right. Um, now I've lost my train oh, of thought. That's, um, that's, but I was actually listening. Yeah, well, I mean, hey, I got I to gotta make sure that I'm uh, paying attention to everything that's happening. Um, as far as uh, the stage is concerned, do you uh, are you, like, introduced by somebody that does, like, a talk-up like they do for NFL stuff? Or how does uh, getting announced to the stage and, and what kind of a turnout are you getting uh, at this type of a thing? Well, the turnout was actually better than I thought it was going to be. It's on the big stage where there could be thousands of people. There was not. There was maybe a thousand. Uh, it was pretty spread out, but considering how many people are there, but you know, the guys, I know what the guys are busy. They're getting ready for their turn-ins. Uh, I understand it. It was actually not bad, not a bad turnout. It was better than I thought, but guys, the host. So, you know, it's, it's entertaining from square one with him. And Johnny was kind of acting as his sidekick, Johnny Trigg. Um, and the guy had, guy was totally prepared, uh, did a nice job. I mean, Henry Perry was kind of a wild card. I mean, he really is dead for 75 years, but he really is an important cog in the history of Kansas City barbecue. So it, it's legitimate, but but it was kind of tough because they didn't have any background on the guy. He had no family. So they had a guy from the, um, oh, I don't want to say this, the African-American Museum or something in Kansas City. I, I don't know what exactly what the guy was, but but he was real good, and it was all gracious, and it was well done. And then Pat is, you know, everybody's mentor and everybody's grandfather. So uh, Guy talked about him for a while. They had a little video. And then Mike Mike Mills wanted to talk because Pat's like his best friend for 100 years. Yeah. So Mike came and talked for a while. And then Myron wanted to talk because Myron considers Pat like his second only to his father as a mentor in his life. So it was, I mean, it was, you know, a tough act to follow. Um, and Pat's such a good dude, man. So it was just really nice. It was fun to sit there and watch that, you know, on the stage was me, Pat, the, the guy that was representing Henry Perry and, uh, Johnny Trigg. And then guy was doing all the talking and then it was my turn and guys, you know, guys, my friend, man, he was my friend before we, he was on TV. So he really wanted to handle it for me. And he did a great job. Talked about, you know, made me sound a lot cooler than I actually was, but we, we actually did have some history, you know, and, and it was it was pretty cool of him to do that, and I really enjoyed it. And I, I can't wait to see it. And then I did get to talk for a few minutes, and but just basically thank everybody. But one of the points I made when I did speak was the the, American, the barbecue Hall of Fame is something that's been long overdue. You know, how did we go so long and not have one? Yeah. Um, I, I really believe that it was just kind of like 
the Carolina people were never going to respect a Texas Hall of Fame and Texas wasn't going to respect Kansas City and so on. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Mike Tucker and Ray Basso really started this thing with the intention of doing it right. It was just online at the time. But but it really everybody's done a good job of not letting it become the Kansas City line up all the Kansas City guys and put them in there. And, and that's why I think it's it's taken some getting legs and coming around. But we're still way behind. Uh, one of the things I said on stage was as I was walking through the American Royal, you see people like Chris Lilly, like Tuffy Stone, um, the Chris Marks and his family have been winning at the American Royal for 25 yeah, years. Yeah. Uh, Craig Kidwell, I asked him how many American Royals he's been to. He said 30. You know, so one of the points I made was, you know, I'm, I'm really – well, I'm honored to be up there. It's like, why me ahead of these guys? There's so many guys that need to be there. But the good news is we now have a real Hall of Fame and everybody will get there in due time. Well, I think uh, to your point, I think that that's a situation as you're, uh, I guess, getting uh, is, is the point that you're getting at. it. That's a situation that's going to rectify itself over time. You, you do now have a valid uh, Hall of Fame situation uh, that uh, people are going to be able to go to every year. It's like, you know, Cooperstown, New York. It's like Canton, Ohio. I mean, nobody thinks football when they think of uh, Canton, Ohio, other than the fact that that's where the NFL is. So uh, as you uh, have said, and, and I ring your sentiments as well, it's good to see that other regions of barbecue are going to to lend credibility to this taking place in Kansas City, but not necessarily, as you said, lining up the Kansas City guys and just throwing them in there. And there's certainly a lot of people that we could say uh, should be in there and uh, people that I think should have been in there already, but I think that'll uh, take place over the course of time. And um, I am happy that there is something substantial that you guys uh, that have really paved the way and then blazed the way and look barbecue i mean it's been around forever but i mean really maybe like 30 years or so when it really started becoming popular so it's not like you all you guys are dead and we're looking back and, and putting you guys in, uh, you know, in, in posterity and stuff like that. I mean, you guys are still around. You, a lot of you guys are still competing. Uh, you're doing uh, books or you're on television and you're branched off in a whole bunch of other different ways. But, I mean, you guys are still alive for crying out loud. So, uh, you know, I, I'm happy to see that it was, A, successful, um, but it's something that you uh, believe is going to be around for a long time and that people are, are going to get in that are deserving. Yeah, and I'm going to help now too. You know, it was it was a little awkward before. I, I know Fast Eddie was really put a lot into it. Rod Gray put a lot into it previously, and uh, and I appreciated that, and, and I wanted to help, but it, it's a little awkward. You know, I mean, I I know it's pompous to say, but I, I had a figure I was on somebody's list to possibly be in there, and I never wanted to appear to be lobbying for that. You know, I, now that I'm in, I can help. I. I, I will help. I, I think it's important. Uh, Weber's on board as a sponsor now. Yeti was on board as a sponsor. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see some other folks come on board as a sponsor. And, and I think the real thing is really going to have legs now. And in my opinion, I like the fact that it's gone so slow. However, somewhere along the way, I think we need to put in an old timers category or just, you know, open the gate one year and say, listen, we're putting 10 people in in each category just because there's so many overdue. But, you know, you you you, you got to be careful with that. And frankly, the, I'm sure those trophies cost a lot of money. Sure. So, you know, buying 30 of them would be no small thing. Uh, it's also heavy. I'll tell you something about the trophy. I don't have it here. It's a, Chris Capel's carrying it to Atlanta for me because I didn't want to fly with it. But 
They, they're really heavy and they're sharp. Mike Mills and Pat Burke both had Band-Aids on their hand in the same place <laughs> where they cut themselves on it the other night. Ray Lampy, Dr. Barbecue, joining us here on the show. DRBBQ.com is his website if you want to check him out here while we're talking. Um, for the people that don't know, and you said Pat Burke is like, you know, father to, to everyone and mentor to everyone, but for the people that are kind of on the, the fringe of, of barbecue and don't realize, uh, A, how successful this guy was in competitions, uh, how instrumental he was into the growth of the sport, uh, you know, what are some of the... the the memories or, or the reasons that you like Pat? Well, I mean, for people that don't know it, it's, it, this is kind of interesting as well. We say not the Kansas city guys, Pat and Mike really yeah. never cooked Kansas city barbecue society events at all. Yep. Pat probably did later on, but uh, Mike and Pat were apple city barbecue and they made a huge name for themselves in the early nineties, winning three Memphis in Mays, and which nobody had done before. And they also won the Jack in that little span. They didn't cook for a long time together, but they really tore it up when they did. And so Mike pretty much retired. They retired Apple City, but Pat kept cooking as Tower Rock, but really all Memphis in May. So a lot of the, the America or the Kansas City Barbecue Society guys don't really know Pat, but anybody that's been around it for a long time knows him. Um, the Memphis and May guys certainly know him and, and, but he's won like 180 grands or something. I mean, some insane number, right? I don't know. I don't know who's won more than that. Myron's won a lot, but I don't think he's won more than that. Um, and just kept winning and winning. And Pat would cook with his family. And everybody you ever talked to that met him will tell you he helped them and was willing to help them. And, and that goes a long way. And he's just a really nice guy, man. Really good guy. Yeah, and super humble because he was scheduled to actually be on the show last week, and then the last minute was like, I don't want to talk like that. You know, it's not about it's not about me. I mean, it's about him because he's going to the Hall of Fame, but he didn't want to come across like it was about him. So, you know, I respected that and then tried to backfill him with his buddy Mike Mills. Uh, that worked out horrifically because uh, we weren't <laughs> able to link up. But nevertheless, we'll have uh, Mike on in a, in a couple weeks' time to talk about that. Um, well, when, they got, when we got done, Pat thanked his family and he thanked God. And they walked away. <laughs> yeah, well, um, is. certainly, a, certainly a great guy. And and the the other thing that I think is interesting, and, and unless I'm mistaken, when they were winning uh, the Memphis and Mays, they're doing it with with ribs, right? I think so. Yeah, I don't like back then. I don't think everybody used to cook all three all the time. Um, I ran into him one time, and I was telling him a story the other day in in Iowa in the early '90s. There wasn't a lot of barbecue contests. He lived in Chicago. You had to cook where you could find. And I didn't know much about Memphis and May, but there was a contest in Cedar Rapids. So we drove over there, and we thought we knew how to cook. And those guys whipped our ass, won all three. Well, no, they won all three, I think, that day. So they would have cooked hog and shoulder and ribs. Um, but I, yeah, I don't know. That's, that's a question for somebody else. I'm not sure about the answer to that. All right. Well, I'll probably ask Mike that in a couple of I didn't answer and in the year we've been doing this. Yeah, I mean, I, I want to say, uh, and I, I always hate to rely on memory, but I know Mike is, you know, obviously uh, revered for the ribs that he cooks, and it's uh, it's always, you see him on television, he's always doing the ribs. So I want to say that those were the things that he won with, and I think that it's always, I mean, it's always special regardless of what you're winning. I mean, Chris has won it with the pork shoulders. I mean, shit, he cooked frozen pork shoulders this year and won uh, Memphis and May for the fourth time. Uh, Melissa Cookston and Myron have done it with whole hogs, but it's to me it seems a little more special for a guy that does ribs because everybody can cook ribs. I mean, certainly everybody can cook pork shoulders too. Whole hog is way different, but uh, for you to, to get over the hump on a Memphis and May and rib, I mean, that has to be a really good freaking rip. 
Yeah, because well, also with a shoulder and certainly with a hog, you've got different areas. You've got a whole line of story to tell the judge this part and that part and and different things for him to taste. With a rib, you know, okay, you got this end of the slab and that end of the slab. There's only so far so much you can go with, so it's got to be really good. All right, uh, we're not going to have enough time to get into questions tonight, but I do want to make sure that uh, since we won't see you again until uh, it's going to Freak, it's already October. It's going to be November. <laughs> oh, my God, the year is gone. Uh, what are you going to be up to the rest of the month, Ray? I am going to be on the talk again next week. Really? <clears throat> I'm going, uh, we're, they're taping it on Tuesday, and I think it airs Thursday. They're doing a tailgating thing and every Thursday because CBS has got uh, Thursday Night Football. So I'll be out there uh, and on TV next Thursday on the talk. And other than that, I'm doing a tailgating project, cookoffbeforekickoff.com. We still got that thing going. If you're a tailgater, a college tailgater, go to that website, cookoffforkickoff.com, and enter. Somebody's going to win five thousand and two tickets to any bowl game. What so are you going to be? Cool uh, what are you going to be telling these broads on television next week? What are you going to be recipeing? Um, and they'll probably get mad at me if I tell you. Oh, all right. Well, <laughs> so, forget it. it. Top secret. They just told me that I had to include a dessert, so I can. I, there's going to be a dessert too. All right, dessert it is. Uh, Ray Lampy is the doctor of barbecue. You can find him at drbbq.com. Uh, next month we will uh, actually get to questions uh, and specifically Matt Sturgeon's question. Uh, so we'll keep that and we'll we'll rock with that one November first. Uh, or the first Tuesday in November. Uh, if you have a question to submit, ask drbbq.com, and uh, we will both weigh in. Well, Ray will definitely weigh in. If I want to, I will, but sometimes I mostly stay quiet. Oh, and Eggtoberfest. I forgot. Eggtoberfest is this weekend. That's what I'm oh, doing. Oh, man. This is, this is a huge month. I mean, you got the Eggtoberfest, you got the Royals, you got Sam's Club, you got uh, Jack Daniels coming up in a couple weeks. Ray, if you won the American Royal Invitational and then the Jack Daniels, which one would you give back and why? I'd give the Jack back. I just think the American Royal is by far the superior contest. The Jack has all that uh, fun and, and and karma around it, but not everybody gets to go. American Royal's got room for everybody. If you won a grand this year and you wanted to go compete at the American Royal, they had room for you. Not everybody gets to go to the Jack. So to me, the prestige of the American Royal is far better. There's a whole bunch of really good teams that can't go to the Jack this year. Ray Lampy. Dr. Barbecue, we will see you November, the first Tuesday of November. Bye, Greg. Good talking to you. Always appreciate the time. Congratulations again for making Hall of Fame. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. You got it. There he is. Uh, my Hall of Famer on my show, Ray Lampy, Dr. Barbecue. DRBBQ.com is his website. And I, I will agree. You know, I was, I know there was. Uh, who do you, was it Mike and Ray putting on the, the online barbecue? I mean, that's tough, right? That online Hall of Fame thing was was rough, but getting it sold, I think uh, Kansas City, the, the, the contest or the, the functioning body bought it out and now has made it into a you know, more of a legitimate Hall of Fame. Uh, so... As I said earlier, I think the people that we all think should be getting in will get in over time, uh, and then people that have made a difference, maybe not as well-known, uh, but have either done it through the industry or the celebrity of barbecue will ultimately get in as well, and uh, hopefully it grows each year. And congratulations to uh, Ray for getting in this year. Absolutely. Well-deserved. I think well-deserved. Other people will disagree. That's fine. 
We're allowed to disagree, everybody. Sterling Smith coming up out of the break to talk about the open side of the American Royal. I will talk to you quickly about the longest-running sponsor of the show, located in Warminster, Pennsylvania, the Barbecue Guru Gang. If you've been thinking about automatic pit temperature control devices for your cookers, stop here. This is the company that started it all. They created this technology a long time ago. Shotgun Fred Perkle and a customer came up and he said, hey, you do this temperature control stuff for industry. Do it for my smoker. And that's where it was born. If you're not familiar with how these little beauties work, imagine a product that allows you to set your pit temperature in one set, keeps it running at that set temperature all the way through the cook. Sounds too good to be true. It's not. This is real life, and you can take advantage of this technology today. Now, maybe you're a busy working professional like me, or perhaps you're constantly on the run with kids. You're doing errands, running kids around the school, functions, and so forth. You don't have that time to set around 10 pit temperatures. You get it. Guru allows you to throw on a pork butt, a brisket, a couple slabs of ribs, then boom, you're off to do whatever needs to get done. Guru will maintain that pit temperature you set it at. There are currently four different models to choose from. Two of the most popular ones, CyberQ Wi-Fi, tearing it up in the competition scene. Also, the Party Q, differing ends of the price point spectrum. $149 for the Party Q can fit pretty much any cooker. Bullet styles, the kettles. For 10 bucks more, you get that special adapter. And you can go in to the ceramic cooker. Big green eggs, the Bubba kegs, all that stuff. $149, easiest point of entry. Then you can grow from there if you want. If you're technology-driven, you want to look at CyberQ Wi-Fi, absolutely. Do yourself a favor. Head on over to thebbqguru.com. Check out all their products. If you have any questions about what to order, call them directly. 800-288-GURU. That's 800-288-GURU. They'll make sure you're outfitted with exactly what you need to get you up and running right out of the box. 800-288-GURU or thebbqguru.com. Sterling Smith joins me here in about 45 seconds. Stick around. We'll be right back. Advice on cooking brisket and ribs. And the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue. It's the Barbecue Central Show. Who would have thought this music thing was going to go this far? I never asked for this. I never asked for this fast living. The women, the whiskey, craziness. We are back, 216-220-0966. Greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. My final guest tonight, like two points away from taking overall win at the open portion of the American Wild this past weekend. Here to recap the weekend as he saw it, pitmaster of Luton Booty. Let's welcome first-timer to the show, Sterling Smith. Uh, joining me, Sterling, how are you, buddy? I'm excellent. How are you? I'm doing absolutely fabulous, Sterling. Appreciate you making time for the show tonight. Um, I guess maybe before we uh, get into the uh, 
past weekend's events. Uh, maybe a little a quick background on you and how you got into the whole barbecue competition scene. Sure, yes. I've been competing since 2009. I uh, worked for a bank that was based out of uh, Kansas City, and I went to the Royal actually to, 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 to look at it and see what's going on. And honestly, I thought it was going to be some guy standing around flipping burgers and cooking hot dogs, and I heard it was a barbecue competition. And I get there, and I see uh, just this amazing sight. I see smokers. I see trailers set up. I see just this, uh, this camaraderie, everybody hanging out. It's like a big tailgate party, and I became infatuated, and you know, I came back there in Arizona, and I said, I want to do that. Uh, so I looked up um, barbecue competitions in Arizona. I looked up anything barbecue-related and went out to Home Depot and got myself a little El Cheapo Brinkman and smoked me a pork butt, and it was terrible. It was the worst thing I've ever done. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, it's come a long way since then, and um, um, I'm glad I found this community. The, the, the people are amazing. Uh, every I meet somebody new every time we go out, and uh, it's almost like your family and your best friends. And at the end of the the events, uh, you know, there there are people that you want to talk to and people that you ha- want to hang out with. You obviously have similar interests and likes, and um, it's a great thing. Uh, were Were you like a, a kid that grew up around barbecue and stuff like that as well, or do you just like the fact that there's dudes and and chicks cooking for competition, this great smelling stuff, and you just wanted to take part of it? Well, being uh, I was born in Memphis, Tennessee. We moved uh, when I was little, yeah. uh, so I don't remember much of that. But I was raised mostly in Mississippi, Florida, and Georgia. So, you know, I know barbecue. I've been around barbecue, uh, but not to this level and not to this um, the, the capacity that I'm in right now. You know, we'd go out and eat some barbecue as a family every now and then, but it's it's not the same thing as we're doing out there on the circuit. All right, so let's uh, go ahead and quickly recap uh, the day before the Open, which is the Invitational out of 165 teams, a very respectable 86th. Uh, how did you find uh, that portion of the uh, competition? Were you were you happy with how your program was running? Were there things that you were seeing that you were like, oh, okay, well, tomorrow when we turn back around, these are checkpoints that we're going to have to hit? How did that go? Uh, well, basically, I did my normal... Uh, chicken, ribs, pork, and brisket that I would do out here in Arizona. And, and this West Coast flavor profile is definitely different than the Midwest. And, you know, every different area has their own has their own intricacies. So um, I cooked my chicken. I got a 180 first place chicken at the Invitational. Seventh place ribs, uh, which is my normal profile. When it came to pork and brisket, you know, I was at the Sam's Club finals the weekend before right. the Royal I took dead ass last in pork, and uh, that was my fault. I over I overcooked it. They didn't like my brisket either, so you know I went back to the uh, to the Invitational, and I thought my brisket and my pork were dead on. It, it was something that I would turn in on West Coast all day long, and you know I see the results and getting a hundred and forty something in pork and a hundred and fifty something in brisket. I go to my neighbors who happen to be uh, locals, and I ask them about flavor profile, and they they. Uh, Gave me a couple tips and pointers. So the next day for the open, I, I, I flipped it. I, I flipped what I normally do on pork and brisket, and um, I walked in both of those in the uh, open. So common wisdom, at least as it relates to this show and talking with pitmasters, is, oh, I would never change anything if I'm going from California to Arizona to Florida. I cook the same way, the same flo- uh, profiles, but... Uh, you're not finding the same thing. No, I mean, yeah. if they're not liking 
what uh, what's best about the Royal. What I like is is it gives you a chance to change. Um, if you're doing the the Invitational and you can look at your scores, look at your taste, see the scores, and and if something's off, then you know I can't change their taste buds, but I can change my flavor. Uh, so when I when I travel or when I'm looking at the scores and we're doing back to backs, um, you have to change something if they don't like it. You have to. And uh, they like the sweet stuff in the Kansas City, so I made it sweet for them, and they rewarded me for it. There you go. Uh, so you go from a 165-team field on Saturday. You turn around for Sunday. You go to roughly almost five times more than that, hundred or 549 teams overall. Um, so like, do, do you factor in uh, any percentage of crapshoot going into something that big, or uh, is it just – Strictly, I'm going to make these changes, and this should really help me push through. I think there's a lot that goes into it. Um, good barbecue is good barbecue. Uh, whether it gets on a good table or a bad table, it's good. People know it's good. Um, a good barbecue uh, friend of mine um, gave me some wise advice a long time ago, and it was um, uh, the least offensive barbecue wins. So as long as it's not too, too anything – too salty, too spicy, too sweet, too too anything is is, is it's too wrong. So as long as you have a nice balance going in, I think there there may be some crapshoot in there. I mean, it, we're all competitors. Uh, we all want to do well, and we're going to put our best foot forward. We're going to put our best meat on the table. And like I said, good barbecue wins. Whether you know it's it's a crapshoot, five hundred teams or one hundred fifty teams or ten teams, good barbecue is going to rule the day. Sterling Smith joining me here on the show, pitmaster of Loot and Booty Barbecue, talking about the uh, American Royal Open Reserve Grand Championship they took this past weekend. Uh, results individually, chicken, you get uh, 53rd out of 549 teams, uh, so you got to be feeling pretty good about that. Uh, how did you uh, feel your chicken was in the 53 range? Did you feel like you got a better score or could have gotten better? I turned in the same thing I did the day before. The day before, it took a 180 uh, perfect score. <laughs> how how <laughs> can that in happen? In the invitation on that. And, um, you know, being 52nd out of 552 teams, I'll take that any day. It was 100 and uh, offhand. I think it was 176, 174, somewhere in that range. I'm happy with that all day long. Is it a is it a like a kick in the nuts to have perfect chicken? You do it the same way the next day, and then you're 52 places down from where you were the next day. And from uh, what I could argue, you were in much better competition the day before. Maybe, maybe not. There's uh, those 552 teams. You know, there's a lot of great cooks. Maybe they didn't uh, have a grand champion to get into an invite, but. Uh, that's not to say they're not uh, great competitors. All those guys out there are on the same level playing field. We're all doing the same thing. I, I would say it would be a kick in the nuts if I didn't get reserve grand, but you know, <laughs> taking reserve grand and with that 52nd place chicken helped me get that reserve yep. grand, so I'll take it all day long. Fair enough. Uh, and then you go to ribs, 103rd out of ribs, so you're you know top uh, fifth of ribs overall on, on that whole field. Uh, how are you feeling about ribs the second day? The ribs, uh, I thought they could have done – 23 extra minutes, they would have been top 20. But uh, flavor profile-wise, they were the same as the previous day. I know walking in those two categories the day before, I had to keep it pretty consistent. So I stayed with the same thing I was doing. I needed maybe a tiny bit of time in there, but uh, I, I think where they placed uh, was re- was deserving. So as we uh, were just talking about 
you know, changes, no changes. Yeah, you made changes on pork. You made changes on brisket. Uh, and evidently, as you said, the judges reward with a second overall in pork. I mean, that's huge. To go from uh, Sam's Club dead ass last, then to go <laughs> from a hundred and forty something in the invites, uh, I, I just switched the whole thing up. I, it, if it's something's not working, you got to change it. You have to. Uh, either you're stagnant or you're moving forward. And I believe in always moving forward. And if you have to change, you have to change. So I changed and it, it paid off. Uh, were they calling out top ten spots or top fifteen spots in the in the royal? The uh, invitation was top 15, and the open was top 20. Top 20. All right. So uh, for brisket, a uh, good follow-up question here for me. Uh, 19th overall, so another huge finish here. Uh, you get to hear your name called, uh, obviously, A for pork uh, with a second overall, but you get a, a, a top 20 call for uh, brisket being 19th. So now, like, are you starting to think other cool things might be happening as well? You know, I thought that the first day with the uh, first-place chicken, and then uh, seventh place ribs, and then uh, not being in the in they called I think top fifteen or top twenty overall in the invite. Not hearing your name, you know, talk about kicking the nuts. Uh, that's what that was. But uh, so with five hundred and fifty teams getting two calls, you never know. I you know that my chicken they could have not liked the chicken the second day, and that could have been four hundredth place. You never know. So when they call me for reserve, it's it's unbelievable. Um, you know, it's a, it's a feeling that I can't explain, but uh, I want more of that feeling. Every comp I go to, I want that feeling. Yeah, I mean, you get uh, 701.14 points in total. Uh, Tuffy Stone was uh, less than two points ahead of you. Uh, I guess if you're going to have to be just a, a few points shy of taking Grand Championship in the Open, uh, it's probably not too bad to step aside for uh, somebody like Tuffy Stone. I'll take second to Tuffy Stone any day, any competition. In your estimation, uh, and people always ask me, and he hasn't done the show for quite a while, but uh, is this guy that nice? Can he really be that nice? This is like a genuine guy who really appreciates not only how he's finishing, and he does obviously spend a lot of time at the craft. And over the last year, year and a half, he hasn't seen more than a handful of competitions, and it seems like he's winning everything that he's actually competing in, so his batting average is going to be huge. Uh, but this is you really know, a guy that's like a good guy of the sport, right? He's he's an amazing guy. He's a great ambassador for barbecue. Uh, in the Sam's Club finals, I was picked to do a grilling challenge after the last turn-ins. It was me and a swig and pig, and um, we cooking venison. And the judges were Tuffy Stone, Mo Kaysan, and um, the two country singers they had there. And I ended up winning that, and I, that was the first time I met Tuffy. And uh, just an amazing guy. And then coming over and meeting him at the – uh, at the American Royal again, and uh, just being next to him up when he ran one GC and I won RGC. He's he's an amazing guy. You can't say anything bad about the guy. An amazing cook. He's a master at the craft. He knows what he's doing, and he's in the position he's in for a reason. He's he's an amazing guy, and and I can't say anything bad about the guy. He's amazing. Reserve Grand Championship in an Open, so you're finishing. You know, well above uh, 547 other teams uh, and, and one step away from winning the whole damn thing. I mean, how does this rate rack with, you know, all the other barbecue accomplishments that you've had so far? Is this like pinnacle uh, without a doubt or, or what? Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Uh, the best thing I've ever experienced in my barbecue career. S- on that stage, holding that trophy, looking out at you know, 550 people just cheering. It's unbelievable. That that feeling is uh, undescribable. 
And, um, you know, I have several GCs, but this RGC at the American Royal tops them all. They, it's, it's, the, it's the cherry on top, if you will. You know, you're down in the Arizona area, uh, not to switch gears too dramatically here, but uh, barbecue is, is well known down there. You have, uh, you know, one of the top cooks in the country actually kind of lives part time down there, uh, that being Darren Worth, Iowa Smokey Dees. I do know that. Um, but Arizona also, you know, last couple, two, three, four years, kind of a, a hotbed of factioning off and this guy's going to do this and this promoter is going to do that. Somebody who's being successful from the state of Arizona doing that barbecue thing. How are you finding barbecue and the state currently? You know, there's um, there's a couple different uh, uh, forums, if you will. There's the Arizona Barbecue Forum. There's Grand Canyon State Barbecue Forum. You know what I do? I, I love to barbecue. I love to compete. I love the people. I'm a member of AZ Barbecue. I'm a member of Grand Canyon State Barbecue. I'm actually the vice president on the board of directors for the Grand Canyon State Barbecue Association. But I do AZ Barbecue comps. Why? Because I love barbecue. Um, I, I, I'm here to compete. I'm here to spread the love of barbecue. Um, I, I'm here to promote the sport. And um, that's what I'm about. And, and I show love to everybody. And that's the way it should be. We're all what are we doing? We're cooking meat in the parking lot for crying out loud. You know, <laughs> let's just cook it up, have some drinks, and have a good time. That's right. Good point. Um, Sterling Smith is my guest, Luton Booty Barbecue Pitmaster. Sterling, when you were coming up, you said you started in 2009. Uh, were you a, a guy that kind of uh, learned by trial and error? Did you take barbecue competition cooking classes? How did you kind of ramp up that learning curve when you were getting into it? I've never took one barbecue class. Never? I did a lot of listening. Never. No. Not one. I've, uh, I did a lot of listening, you know, coming up in that age in 2009 was kind of the beginning of barbecue pit masters. Yep. Uh, that's kind of when barbecue started to take off 2009, 2010 to that level. It is right now. It was always big, but the way it is right now, it just exploded. So I did a lot of research. I did a lot of practice in my backyard. I went from that little $10 ECB from Lowe's to Weber's, to an offset, to a uh, Feck 100, to uh, Yoder. You know, I've had it all and tried them all out. And then I- I'm a big believer in uh, if something's not working, change it. You know, if the judges aren't liking it, then you got to change something. So uh, it was a lot of practice, a lot of research. Uh, I've talked to a lot of the big guys. You mentioned the guy who lives out here in Arizona, a uh, great friend of mine, really great competitor. I love the guy, Darren. He's, a, he's an unbelievable cook, an unbelievable friend. Um, but uh, I, you know what? You talk to people, and um, they talk to me, and we, and uh, it goes from there. Uh, have you ever given any, or uh, have you ever thought about if you haven't uh, doing any type of classes for for teams? Actually, last um, I think it was in March, I put on my first barbecue class, and uh, I limited it to twenty people. I held it in my home; it sold out uh, in a couple of weeks, and uh, people have been asking me about another one. But I think the price just went up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, you're damn right. So let me ask you about that. I mean, barbecue is not cheap. Uh, nobody knows that better than you, obviously. There's entry fees, there's meats, there's travel, there's incidentals, there's all this other stuff. So how, how much of a um, uh, benefit is giving a class helping you? I mean, obviously, you're probably not uh, in the position where you're just like banking it hand over fist, but it's got to help at least, uh, you know, offset some of that cost. Is it a, is it a big help? to you to be able to do that or is it negligible or where do you where, where do you weigh the finances on that um for a barbecue class it, it i ended up um coming out ahead obviously i mean i want to do that and yeah. uh 
I think it's spreading the love of barbecue, sharing some knowledge. Um, uh, people are interested in barbecue. People want to know. They want to. Um, um, they, they have a, a quest for knowledge, and you know, and and I want to give that to them. And you know, if I can help offset some of my costs with entry fees, like you said, gas, supplies, all that, it all adds up. But I, I look at it this way: this is my golf. This is my '57 Chevy. This is my you know rock crawler that I'm going to invest money in or drag car, whatever it is. It's my barbecue. That's what it is. Um, and if I can make some money on the side doing it, then great. You know, outstanding. Absolutely, uh, Sterling. Where are you guys going to be cooking at next? Actually, next weekend, I'll be in Bullhead City, Arizona at the Slavarama Barbecue Competition. There's no rest for the weary. Got home from Kansas City uh, last night. About to prep some chicken when we get off the phone. There you go. Uh, teams are on notice. He's coming to get you, and he's the American Royal Open Reserve Grand Champ. It is Sterling Smith, pitmaster of Loot and Booty. Uh, Sterling, man, I really appreciate you coming on tonight. Great to have you, man. First-time guest. I want to do it again soon, man. You brought some great energy. Hey, I appreciate it. Anytime you want to talk barbecue, I'm here. Uh, I'd like to say uh, thank you to Mike King from Swimming and Smoke Rubs. Uh, Steph Franklin, one of my sponsors from Simply Marvelous. Great guy. Uh, Mike West from Barbecue Island's uh, uh, West Coast Offense. I love the sweatshirt you're wearing. I have one myself. All right. Appreciate <laughs> it, man. We'll look for you again. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you, Sterling. It. There he is. Sterling Smith, Loot and Booty Barbecue, West Coast Offense. He noticed the uh, gear I was wearing. Who else? Yeah, he brought it. What do I always say? If you are a team, maybe this is the first time. I, I've actually, I think I reached out to Sterling. Ah, oh, that was early in the year, right? That, that I mean, it would have had to have been early in the year when Sam's Club was out in, uh, was out in the uh, Arizona area. And he won a I think he won the local qualifier that was out there if I'm not mistaken so I reached out to him and he had some it was like a work issue or something like that and I said well, I'll circle back around when you win uh, regionals and then uh, you know finally after months uh, able to circle back around to him get him on the show and you know what do I always say you know what makes a great guest on the show passion brought it knowledge brought it if you don't have knowledge passion which he had both thank goodness but you can tell this is a guy genuinely excited, ready to give back, thankful for what he has. Total package. And he's excited. Good, good energy. Nobody appreciates bringing the good energy on the show more than the host. I can't be the only one bringing the energy. Come on now. All right. Let's go ahead and wrap it up, as they say in the biz. Let's put a wrap on this. Let's put a bow on this bitch. All the way back in the first hour, we talked to the American Royal Invitational champion. Bill Gillespie, Smoking Hawks. He is also a Jack Daniels winner. He'll be down at the Jack here shortly, trying to win again. Then we had Steph Franklin, Simply Marvelous Barbecue, winner at Dana Point this past week. Then in the second hour, we had uh, Ray Lampy recounting Hall of Fame getting inducted and uh, closing it out tonight was Sterling Smith of Luton Booty Barbecue on the uh, Reserve Grand Championship at the Open. Uh, see my boy Phil White is in here and uh, he's got a note saying, guys and gals, if I could ask you to do me a favor tonight, when you say your prayer, say a little prayer for Billy Bones. He's not doing well at all. He's my Hall of Fame guy in the barbecue world. So Phil, shout out to Billy Bones. 
He was on this show a long time ago. Makes superior rubs, by the way. Love those. Uh, so we'll hope uh, that he uh, gets on the men sooner than later. Thanks for bringing that up, Phil. Raw cast iron, season it each and every time. Hit it with a brush, burn it down, a little uh, grease, a little Crisco. You know what I'm talking about? September 11th, 2001. I will never forget. And uh, thanks again to all my guests tonight. We'll see you back here next Tuesday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And until then, this is your program host and proud U.S. American, Greg Rempe. Good night now.